0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire that... What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice draw!
1: It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar al I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95 fm past 95 radiocom our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority. You're chilling at home watching us live on YouTube. And shout out to everyone on Instagram as well who's connected with me today. Right, okay. So what kind of show do we have in store for you today? One, segment one is going to be why doesn't the UAE attract the best players in the world with all the facilities and the resources that they have, what is it that's missing, especially with names like Aubameyang, Suarez, and Hazard who are out there for the taking? In segment two, we're talking about how do you build a team for your health and fitness goals and what does it consist of? Let's give you a little bit of an example. So when it comes down to your personal goals, Who do you bring on board to help you out? In segment number three, actually, one of the uh, regular listeners from Florida, Debo, is someone who sent in this and said, Omar, I know you support mental health. I would like you to tell me a little bit more about supporting mental health while working from home give us a few tips and i would be very grateful so you know what debo because you're a regular listener and you do listen from florida we thought we'd drop that segment as well And of course we're taking all your questions for the day across the hour but before that we have got to play some music for you so how about some um salamu alaikum enjoy this folks real sq this is the halftime show with Omar uh, Adori.
0: On, 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 oh, on Pulse 95, 95. 95. Oh, he loves the pilot. What it goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike!
1: Sure is that time. It's the half-time show with Omar Dury. I'm your host of everything Sport International and Local. Thank you very much for tuning in and spending your Saturday. Saturday afternoon. It's it's weird, you know. I'm still getting used to this weekend, (laughs) this weekend thing. When we're off, when we're not off. You know, it's 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 all news to me. But what's on the show today? Right. In the first segment, we're talking about the UAE and attracting some of the best players around the world. On segment number two, we're talking about building a team to help you with your personal goals. On segment number three, we've got the um, health and fitness segment, which is dedicated to all the listeners. And one of my listeners, who's from Florida, Debo sent me one asking more about mental health while working from home and obviously having uh, invested a lot of time and uh, and research and studies into that we'll be discussing that as well on the show right okay let's start off with now there's a lot of footballers out there at the moment now that are currently looking for a club maybe not necessarily you know working with their clubs or, for example, have COVID or on African Nations Cup duty or even maybe out of favour with their respective clubs. For example, let's have a look at someone like Obamiang. pierre Mirk Aubameyang was the captain of Arsenal and someone who uh, was pretty much well-respected across Europe for being an outstanding striker that he was, however, Due to regulations being broken, etc., he was then out of favour with his club, uh, Arsenal, and his manager, Arteta. In doing so, he was then almost, let's say, extracted from the group and sent to train by himself. And then he went to the African Nations Cup and then he got COVID. And then they found out that he had a few issues, which at the time showed, uh, you know, uh, maybe maybe a heart condition or something, which now has been, you know... um, has now been shown that everything is fine and everything is okay so he's okay alhamdulillah but why doesn't the UAE with all the resources and the facilities that they have here and some of the best facilities in the world why doesn't attract players for example I would love to see I would love to see Sharja uh, bid for Obamiang why not at least take him on loan with an obligation to buy however with these things because of the wages for those that don't know the wages are quite high for these players so normally rather than paying the whole fee right now what you do is You uh, take them on loan, pay the club, let's say, a monthly fee. And then at the end of the uh, six-month contract, you then have an obligation to buy or uh, an option to buy uh, the player. So, I was thinking about this and I wanted to know what you guys thought about it. All in all, there are all these uh, athletes that come to the UAE. And they come to the UAE, you know, for the lifestyle, for the weather. Sometimes it's warm weather training. Yesterday, I was playing uh, football in Jabal Ali and... Uh, I look across me and there's Spartak Moscow, you know, the Champions League squad that is playing there. So we do have some of the best facilities here. So why aren't we attracting those players? What is it that maybe perhaps is the difference between, they call them retirement contracts, which is whether they go to Qatar or whether they go to the UAE or Saudi even. Why aren't we able to attract these players, especially with the investors going out and investing in the Premier League, maybe even having a feeder club. Now, feeder club normally sounds like it's a club beneath the main club but actually it's not it's a very very smart way of developing players and also being able to allow playing time for all these talented athletes so when I look at the players at the moment that are being mentioned for a transfer that maybe perhaps you might have thought yeah he might be past it if I look at Luis Suarez for example who's won everything with his clubs if I look at Pierre-Erik uh, Aubameyang or if I look at Eden Hazard for example or Gareth Bale. Yes, some people might say, well, they're towards the end of the career, but they can still have something to offer. And then you see players like Lanzini, who's gone to West Ham and doing really well at the moment now. All these are talented, talented players, despite their spells in the Middle East. If you think about one of the best managers in the world, Pep Guardiola, actually coached in the Middle East and developed himself here. So, all these things why can't we attract the best players in the world 4215 or do or slide up into my dms at omar on instagram and let me know coming up next this one you will like folks this one here is building a team for your personal goals what does that look like well you're about to find out after the break i'm gonna play some banging music oh my god this is a tune by tayc enjoy this folks this is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. 95.
0: Oh, he loves the fire! That... What a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike.
1: sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. Uh, shout out to everyone who's tuning. in. Thank you very much for all your comments on the Instagram and thank you very much for your messages as well. Hope you're having a blessed Saturday. Is anyone else confused about what day is of the week apart from me? Honestly, I- I'm trying to adapt to it, but I... I- even though I'm happy that we stuck with the same days and times because I have obviously a lot of listeners from around the world, whether it's Florida, Egypt, UK, Saudi, um, who else have I forgotten? Oh, Canada as well. Ooh, they're going to get me in trouble. Um, but I'm really lucky to have that. So changing the times, especially Florian. I know, Florian, you wake up really early <laughs> just, to, just to listen to the show. So I'm glad we've got the same timings here. Um, so it's the pressure's on for me to make it worth your while. Okay, right. So segment number two. We don't really realize this normally when it comes down to health and fitness, but we kind of build our own team. How do we build our own team? We build it around the way we live our lifestyle. Now, yes, some of you might say, yeah, things get kind of hectic with family, with work. You know, I'm working more hours. I'm working less hours. I'm trying to find my feet. There's restrictions. But what if I told you that subconsciously what you guys are doing is you're building a team for yourself. Now, whether that's regarding your food, whether that's regarding your training, whether that's regarding meditation, Pilates, yoga or anything that kind of stimulates the brain, that is somehow putting together a team of specialists or coaches or even just people to help you reach your goal. So, for example, with me, what i when I tell people that I have a a team behind me that help me, every day that I go to them to learn from them, people get quite surprised. But the team that I have around me, I, I trust, and, I, and that's a key word there. I trust, I respect, and more often, whether my mental health or mental fitness is not up to par, they're normally there to kind of elevate that. So if I tell you, for example, my physio, so Miffy's my physio, nutritionist, Mark Doherty, uh, meal prep, I've got Jeff and nourishing, then you got the gym, uh, my gym that I go to, the RBO, sports therapist, Toby, my recovery, Benoit. My orthopedic surgeon, uh, Doctor Landro, Doctor Philippe Landro, homeopathic doctor. Now you're thinking, oh, are you making this up? I swear this is true. Doctor Sean Penny, and the environment that I sit in, the people that I train with, the people that I am around, the people that I consistently get myself, um, you know, evolving with. Those are the people that actually build the team that I have. But who do you guys have under your belt? Who's the person that's basically? helping you or people that's helping you or helping reach your goals. Now, when I say it like that and you see the list that I've given you, all these people, you know, have their role to play. And whether it is you know, the, the, the um, specialist that I've named or even the environment that I'm in. When you attend the class, for example, the people on your right and your left, they might not know it, but having their energy there can kind of help you get through that session, especially on the days that you're not really feeling like working out. So there are a number of things there that you can play with. And at the same time, you know, a, a simple comment or something that, you know, is positive, can go a long way so now that puts you in you know in in the other boat and helps helps you kind of gauge that someone next to you could be going through a lot of things and maybe a nice comment or a compliment could go a long way so what do you guys do let me know and do you have your own team i coach a team condado fc yes mustafa condado not contact condado fc and i have to manage 22 athletes and that is not easy but at the same time that actually helps me and it helps elevate my mental health And my my personality So there are things That sometimes You don't realize Help you And you're doing it For other people So let me know What you think 4215 Or do Or start up into my DMs At Omar Alduri We're going to take a quick break The music is on point today I love this track This one's a remix It's a love nuantiti Times Dumebi Enjoy this folks A little bit of a spin On this one Here we go This is
0: The, this is the half-time, half-time, halftime Show With Omar, Omar Duri On, 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 on. Oh, oh. Oh, he loves the fire that! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike!
1: It sure is that time. And we're jamming and we're vibing in the studio here. Shout out to everyone who's tuning in. Thank you very much for connecting. I've got Hamda here. I've got Mesa here. I've got uh, Haroon, Mustafa, Fatima, uh, MJ, K's here as well. Uh, Pedro, Tara, Dennis, Rudy, Omar as well. Shakib, Florin, uh, S as well. man, And and uh, Dina as well. I haven't seen for a long time. Shout out to everyone who's tuning in. Thank you so much for connecting. Listen, um, one of my listeners who Who's a regular listener, um, Debo from Florida? I always say, and I and I genuinely mean this. I always say the show always has a spot for your feedback, your comments, something you want me to discuss or talk about on the show. And this is the time where I have a chance to use this platform to go into things that perhaps you want to listen to. And mental health is something that we often discuss here, but mental fitness is, is more along the lines. Now, Debo, our listener from Florida, sent me a message and said, Omar, please, I know you've written, Risa. I know you've done things about mental health. Can you please give me a bit more about supporting mental health while working from home? Now, obviously, I looked at a couple of things here and there's so much material out there, but the things that I could relate to or things that maybe perhaps we've had to go through, through the global pandemic, through all these things are, you know, very, very interesting uh, because none of us expected it. But along the lines of what I came up with on here is... A couple of things one being able now obviously depending on the space and the environment you live in resetting your environment is super key in anything nowadays the situation that we're in normally we are a product of that we're the ones who even moving space you might think that's funny but moving space can really change things so for example if you have a workspace then keep that as your workspace, but try not to do that in the same space, for example, that you sleep or that you eat. Now, obviously, people have different you know, size apartments or houses or studios, so I completely understand that. But just being able to maybe even wipe... Um, the I don't know, the sheet off, bring on a table, bring on a tray. That's your food. Take away the tray, bring on something else. All these factors can really help kind of reset your environment if you have a small space. So one thing I would say is resetting your environment, whether it's through music, through candles, through um, opening the curtains, for example, closing the curtains. These are factors that help with the way the nervous system and the brain works. So that's the first thing I would say. The second thing is Set and stick to a routine. Planning is everything. Plan your work and work your plan. So being able to plan what you need to do really goes a long way. Yes, it sounds obvious, but whether you're journaling, whether you're actually programming, whether you're just putting it in the diary, if you're old school like me, or if you put it on your app, for example, nowadays there's plenty of apps, you can do that as well. Making um, time for a break, a timeout. Again, all these things sound so obvious, but trust me, how many of us don't do it? I put my hand up and say not all the time. It's not consistent, but Jim Quick said something to me and it it always sticks with me, the brain coach, Jim Quick said, plan your work and work your plan. And I thought, hmm, wow, Okay, we always know what to do, but we don't always do what we know. And I thought, man, he's dropping the bombs on me now. So that's another thing. Making sure you plan your work and really timing. Timing is amazing. Connecting, being able to connect and disconnect. It's another thing through all the variables we've mentioned already. That's something that will help. Setting boundaries, being able to, you know, allow yourself times to adapt, um, move on. These are the small factors that make a, a difference long term. And that's why I would say boundaries are key, whether it's committing Or whether it's maybe saying no or saying yes or just being kind to yourself. These are all things that you kind of need to put yourself to elevate your mental health. So they're all factors here that I would say help support what we're trying to do. And that's, you know, very, very key, especially when you're working from home. When you're able to, to divide all these things, decluttering, massive, coloring, Yes, I said it. Coloring. Get a small color book. Color. Uh, meditation. Breath work. Ice. Ice bath. Or for example, um, having a cold shower. These are all factors that really help with supporting your mental health from home when you're working. So let me know what you think. 4215. Or do all start up into my DMs. We're going to take another break now. But we're almost at full time on the halftime show. Let's uh, enjoy this feed. it still Portugal, the man. Here we go.
0: This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, on Pulse 95. 95. Oh, he loves the fire and What goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice try.
1: Sure is that time. It's the halftime show. The All Dury. I'm your host, covering everything sport, international and local. Thank you very much for all your questions and comments throughout the break. And hope you're having a fantastic Saturday wherever you are tuned in around the world. Okay, question from Pedro here, the specialist himself. Actually, it's nice to get a question from a specialist. What's your take on Sharjah FC's chances of winning the UA Pro League? Um, That's a very, very good question. See, in terms of the Pro League and obviously I'm still learning a lot more about the Pro League out here, the the teams and especially in how they stand and how the experience and normally the stability in each side kind of dictates what direction they're going in. The other thing is also in terms of time. How much time do they have to show progress or even maintain the high standards? Now, obviously, Sharjah, does set high standards and even looking at things like the club stats etc you see that in terms of goals they've scored 12 goals in terms of goals conceded they've conceded 12 as well and also in terms of how many shots they have normally it's on 12 as well but what does that say normally tells you that they're all out Sharjah are a team in the UAE League at the moment uh, positioned fourth with 23 points but they're actually tied on points with Shabab Al-Ahli and only one point behind Al-Wahda however they are seven points behind um, Al-Ain now what it tells me now in the way that the, the season is shaping is they've had four losses and when you look at Uh, Al Ain who's only had one loss it shows that Sharjah despite scoring the most goals can also concede and normally their approach is not pragmatic because that comes from the coach the coach wants to win every game and in order for him to win every game he's got to go for it now obviously setting up your team and formations and also the patterns that you're putting against these sides has to depend on obviously whether you're home and away, what experience you have of the players you're facing and also how you are going to approach sometimes games in a more pragmatic approach. What do I mean by that? I mean that the setup and sometimes being a bit more defensive in the beginning by not conceding early starts and early goals which can normally have the team on the back foot. Then what happens is when you are actually attacking and going for it, the other team is then hitting you on the counter, which explains why you know um, the season has gone the way they have. And if you think about it as well, the goal difference for uh, Sharjah is um, three, even though they scored twenty-two goals and conceded nineteen goals. It's still quite a lot to concede, although and they and they've scored twenty-two goals compared to Al Ain, who scored twenty-eight. And Al Ain have conceded 12. So that tells you already that despite Sharjah winning seven games, which is only two games behind Al Ain, they've also lost four games compared to the one game lost by Al Ain. And the reason why I keep pointing out Al Ain is because of the points difference in the UAE Pro League. So that tells you, in terms of statistics, um, what it's shaping at. Now, if they can manage to... You know, uh, stop conceding goals and maybe defensively line up in such a manner which restricts the other teams from scoring, then they won't have to be in a deficit and have to, you know, bring back or pull back the lead. So that's what I think about that, Pedro. But obviously, you know uh, a lot of these things quite well. But it tells me that how these clubs normally approach, you know, what level are they at in terms of. Their condition, their recovery? Have some of them been affected by the pandemic? Have some of them been affected mentally as well as phys- physically? Are they getting enough time to recover? Um, with, you know, the fixture list and all the competitions and cups and international duty and and, and the rest of it. There are so many things that people have to, um, you know, face, whether we only see what's on the outside. So as the media, if someone reports it, then that's something that we see as, you know, as media. But what goes on on the inside, and and this is where I've had, uh, you know, I've been blessed to be able to work on the inside, you know, in the locker rooms, being able to understand the psychology behind the player's mindset, the mentality in how they're approaching, um, you know, the, the the way they finish. Remember that you've heard the cliche that a season is a marathon, not a sprint. Sometimes people or teams or players peak too quickly. And when they do that, it then is longer. Um, the legs get heavier as the season goes on. So, Very similar to, let's say, you know, in Europe, for example, you see uh, teams that do really well up to February. And then the Champions League hits in and then all of a sudden they start to tailor. You've seen Bayern Munich win their league, I think, eight years in a row, but haven't won the Champions League. And Bayern Munich are one of the best sides in the world, a well-oiled machine. So that tells you again that how do they keep the players motivated? Do they uh, rest them enough? You saw what happened with Cristiano Ronaldo the other day when he got substituted after Manchester United were winning 2-0 that he wasn't happy. So now managing egos and managing personalities, these are all factors that every football club around the world has to face, whether you're in the UAE Pro League or whether you're in the Premier League in England. Coaches, and I say coaches and all their staff, have a very difficult job to do. I saw one of my players who was with me in the 2015 Under-20 World Cup for Ghana I saw him got sent off the other day. Now, the first thing I was thinking, because being at the African Nations Cup is an honor, and now that the African Nations Cup is going on and Ghana unfortunately got knocked out, before they got knocked out, he got a red card. Now, my first thought process is, what is it that has resulted to him acting the way he did, which again, I don't excuse it, but what is it that has got him to reach that point where he physically uh, you know, struck someone? again because I know the player he's not that type of player so I understand that something must have happened whether it's in his life or whether with the team or the squad or the politics or the dynamics of everything that has got him to react that way now again I am not I'm not condoning violence at all but I am saying that as a coach I do understand that there are things that go through people's minds and everyone is going through their own experiences and their responsibilities and the weight and the expectation on the person's shoulders. So Pedro I know I've gone off to many many topics but there really isn't just one answer for it in, in, in terms of how things are done because from the inside it's it's you think about um, Manchester City and Pep Guardiola. He's got like 30 staff members with him. You know, when we were uh, at the World Cup, we had uh, eight and that was a lot. You know, when we were in Senegal uh, with the african Nations Cup, you know, we had 10. So it, it tells you there are, there are many things to consider when assessing a season or a competition. And I think that's something that's very, very important in today's game. But anyway, we have reached full time on the halftime show thank you very much for tuning in if you enjoyed the show please make sure you head over to Google and send us a review about the halftime show we really appreciate all the messages we get and also by the way fantastic question Pedro fantastic questions and comments for everyone else who did jump in on that as well and this is full time we are every we are here every Monday Wednesday and Saturday 3 to 4 UAE to, UAE time have a fantastic day and I'm out